Dear listeners, I'm Lauren Conlon, and before you embark on this investigative journey with me, I want to offer a sincere word of my acknowledgement and gratitude. When I, as the host, first set out on this path, I was admittedly very green. I lacked the seasoned expertise and finesse that comes with experience in investigative podcasting and reporting. However, Every story has a beginning and an ending, and this podcast represents the start of my own investigative odyssey. So as you dive into these episodes, you may notice rough edges or moments where my inexperience shines through, but please know that every stumble and misstep has been a crucial part of my learning process, and I've embraced each challenge as an opportunity for growth and improvement. So I want to express my heartfelt appreciation to each and every one of you who was stuck with the story despite my imperfections because Grant's story is important. So your support and patience have been invaluable as I've navigated the complexities of investigative podcasting and your feedback, whether constructive criticism, words of encouragement, or maybe something that wasn't so nice has helped me and helped shape this podcast into what it is today. So without further ado, here is Corruption, What Happened to Grant Solomon. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Lauren Conlin and welcome to Corruption. What happened to Grant Solomon? I hope everyone has had a chance to catch up on all of the episodes released thus far. I added to the notes section of this podcast that new episodes will now be released every Thursday. I'm going to try my best to sprinkle in some bonus episodes here and there, but you get it. So to start things off, I want to address an Instagram post that was made on Tuesday, May 9th on the Freedom for Gracie account. Angie made it. And you guys, it really, really got to me just as a mother and a person. Um, So she does refer to some pictures in this post. So you should go and check out these pictures on the Freedom for Gracie account. So the post reads, quote, before we pass this day, 
Let's take a moment to remember that it was 10 years ago today that Aaron Solomon put in plan his action to strip the title of mommy from his then wife, Angie, and to make Grant and Gracie motherless. Photo one and two taken five days before this day when they still had mommy 10 years ago. Photo three taken four months after this day 10 years ago when he had taken mommy away. The children hadn't seen their mother in four months. What horror their quote-unquote father created for them. It's just evident in the picture. One side of us has hearts broken so deeply, and the other side of us says, who the hell does he think he is, God himself? And then to the school, we say, did you not notice a drastic downhill change in Grant and Gracie? Or was the money from Aaron just too good? Or did you enjoy spreading disparagement about Angie too salaciously fun? Because on the record, you didn't support divorce at all at that time. What we know is God knew and still knows. And what happened to Gracie and Grant over the next 10 years is on everyone's hands that participated, as well as what Gracie lives with now. It's all horror, and we all see it. Quote, behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, a gift to the womb, quote. Psalms 127, 3 through 5. Quote, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb, quote. Jeremiah 1, 5. Quote, but whoso shall offend one of these little children, which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and that he were drowned in the depth of the sea, quote. Matthew 18, 6. End quote. Yeah, so that was heavy, and it. Um, the first time I read it, I cried. I can't lie. I've just been sensing lately that Angie has sort of hit a point, you know, where she's a little frustrated. And don't get me wrong, she is a fighter, she is a force, and she puts on a brave face for her daughter. And I don't want to say for me, but sometimes for me, because I've mentioned this. She she is living this right now, and these are her children. And sometimes I speak about it like it's a case. But again, they're human beings. And Angie is constantly telling her story on other podcasts or just doing interviews with people and publications trying to get the word out. And that is just so draining. I mean, imagine having to repeatedly explain the worst shit that's ever happened to you in your life. And technically, you are still living it and you are still freaking terrified. So... After speaking last week with Arthur Idala, I found myself a little frustrated uh, just in terms of I felt like he wasn't totally understanding how bad things were. He was saying, oh, you know, bring the evidence to a prosecutor, you know, get it, get a detective on the police force to look into us, bring it to a prosecutor, yada, yada. And I kept saying, it's just, it's not that easy. I guess you're not getting it. And, um... Arthur and Angie ended up speaking on the phone separately, and we got him to fully understand what the deal was. Basically, the cover-ups, the corruption. Now that he knows, he's like, oh, okay, I fully understand now 
why you were kind of pushing back and saying, okay, well, we can't call this person. We tried to do that. We tried to do this. But either way, Arthur has been invaluable. And Angie and I are, we're just, we're just really grateful for him and just very thrilled. So, um, you know, hopefully something comes of what we're doing with him and, and we can update you all on it soon. So, um, at this point, you know, I thought about this. If one good person out there from the Gallatin Police Department would s- step forward or step up and be like, yeah, we messed up and this is why. XYZ is why. I'm just so sorry. But yes, this case should be reopened. I mean, how amazing would that be if that would actually happen? I, I've kind of been creeping on some of the officers that were on the scene, trying to look at their social media to see if maybe they have a heart. <laughs> and maybe if I bother them, they would be willing to do this. But yeah, that would just be so wonderful because we could stop spending the money that Angie really doesn't have trying to investigate ourselves. So as of this week, I've really been thinking a lot about the many men and certain women that have really failed Grant and Gracie Solomon. And side note, the woman who failed Angie Solomon, Judge Deanna Johnson, wife of Tennessee Senator Jack Johnson, she ruled that Angie couldn't file any additional lawsuits against her ex, Aaron, for six years. So not only is she failing Angie, but at this point, she's really, truly failing Gracie Solomon. So way to be, Deanna. Way to be. Um, I've left messages with Commissioner Don Blandy. He's the Gallatin Police Commissioner. I've left a message with Dr. Ray Pinkston, the medical examiner at Sumner Regional, who basically gave permission for Grant to not have an autopsy. And apparently, he never even signed the form, which Arthur caught. I didn't even catch that. And, oh, I left a message for Sergeant Wade Cecil, who was in charge of Gracie's rape case against Aaron Solomon in Asheville, North Carolina. So, yeah, I, I've i been busy making calls to no avail. I mean, it was interesting because when I called Blandy, this really nice old lady took my name and my number and she said, you know – he makes his own appointment, so he'll he'll call you back. And I said, okay, great. And I'm making the kids dinner, and I see my phone ringing, and it's it's Gallatin, Tennessee, so I answer it, and it's the nice old lady again. And she just said, oh, I know that you called. What was your name again? And I said, Lauren Conlon. And she said, well, do you have a date and, and a time for the case that you want to discuss? And I just said, no, I just it's 2020. I didn't want to give her exact dates or anything. And then she went on to say, well, do you have names of people that were involved. And I literally said to her, this little old lady, I don't want to tell you the names because if I tell you the names, I feel like there's no way that you're going to call me back. And she just said, okay, thanks. Bye. And I I still haven't heard anything. I mean, maybe I went about it the wrong way by not saying the name. I just had a feeling that I mean, well, I don't know. I guess what did I have to lose, right? He's clearly not calling me back. But you know what? Never say never. I'm I'm not going to hold my breath, but I will hold out hope a little bit. But I mean, I just I want to scream at so many of these men. You failed Grant Solomon. You are currently failing his sister by covering this up. And frankly, I'm sick of it. I'm just I'm sick of it. I I have been um pushing this story 
pushing this story to the media. And I, I'm not super connected, but I'm somewhat connected. And for the life of me, I still cannot figure out why no one wants to touch this. I recently came across a clip of a reporter. It was on a TikTok video that was done. And um, a reporter asked Tennessee Governor Bill Lee the steps he would be taking, if any, to reopen Grant's case. And his answer was just such BS. It was so, oh my gosh, it was just so like a politician, which I I just can't stand. But he said, oh, you know, I may have received this letter uh, requesting this to be reopened. We all know that letter, that amazing letter that I read a few episodes ago. And he said, oh, yeah, that letter gets passed down to safety and a few others before I can review. Well, it's like, okay, but we're asking about it now. Why can't you just review it now? What's the holdup? And side note, I, I did not see this with my own eyes, but I have had multiple witnesses come to me and say they've seen Governor Bill Lee sitting in the same row as Aaron Solomon at Grace Chapel listening to Steve Berger preach, which, by the way, obviously Steve Berger is another man who's failed Grant and Gracie Solomon, as we previously stated on an episode that Grant told Steve Berger everything that was going on in his house with him and his sister and nothing was done. And again, I don't know the relationship between Aaron and Bill Lee per se. This is clearly hearsay, but I just felt the need to to repeat it because if, if multiple people saw it with their eyes, you know, it might be worth something. So um, back to Steve Berger, I mentioned this as well, but Berger even filed defamation lawsuits against Gracie Solomon for her YouTube video and other journalists that have been reporting on this. So um, the last man that maybe is worth mentioning, I'm going to mention him anyway, is Aaron's best friend, Sam Johnson. So um, Sam Johnson and Aaron are BFFs, and you heard Sam in the video or the audio of the video where Aaron reenacted the accident for Angie. So Sam and Aaron arrived that morning on the scene earlier than Angie so they could get the story straight. And it was a little strange if you do want to go back and listen to that video that Sam seems to be navigating the story a lot, like he was there or something, which... You know, as far as we know, he wasn't there. So um, anyway, Sam Johnson has a reputation. He was fired from his CEO position at Viz- Visual after verbally harassing a literal teen boy in a prom dress. When they started to record or one of the kids started to record, Sam slapped it out of his hand, called this kid an idiot. And um, I was researching this and, you know, I, Kathy Griffin, the comedian, was calling for Sam to be fired. And I I truly don't give a crap about Kathy Griffin. I generally disagree with her on a lot of stuff. And, you know, to be perfectly honest, I don't even know that Sam deserved to be fired. Like, this was a really shitty thing he did, but it's not illegal. He obviously can, you know, say whatever he wants. But anyway, I was just researching this, and I did see an interview between Sam and Newsmax, Greg Kelly. Um, And I know Greg Kelly. I used to work with him. And I was a little disappointed in this interview. Um, It was... It was not great for me. I mean, are you allowed to call someone idiot? an idiot? Yes, of course you are. But I was just like, you know, this is a grown man. And he made a point to call himself a Christian and say that he was protecting his children from some of the, the vile things that these kids were saying. And at one point, Greg's like, well, how old are your children? And he's like, 17 and 18. It's like, dude, 
come on, your kids are 18 years old. I'm, I'm sure I've heard or you, they've heard worse. And, and I also heard rumors that, <laughs> and again, these are rumors, but I heard he was buying his kids drinks at the bar at the hotel. So whatever, man. Um, and for the record, I really like Greg Kelly and, um, I just, I just really was not a huge fan of this interview, but I just felt like it was important to just give you an idea of who Aaron's friends are. So I also want to mention that I think it was maybe a month or two ago, I did get a hold of magistrate Jacques Cabell, the judge that had sent Grant back into the custody of his father after Grant begged and pleaded in front of everyone in the courthouse that he did not want to go back, that he felt like he was in danger. So um, even after Grant died and Angie and Gracie had to confront this magistrate again, Angie had told me he did not even offer so much of an apology, uh, sorry for your loss. I mean, I just thought that was really strange, just so strange. The The family is in, in the middle of a 10-year domestic custody dispute where the kids don't want to live with their dad. And then boom, Grant died with his shitty father as the only witness. And Cabell doesn't even want to say anything. Now, I knew he wasn't really going to talk to me, but I just wanted to hear what he had to say when it came to just the simple fact of being a human being and offering someone condolences or just addressing the fact that they lost someone that was, you know, their, their brother, their son. So take a listen. Um, I just want you to hear what he has to say. And it's, it's kind of cringy, the, the silences and, and I feel like I'm a little cringy. So I'm sorry in advance, but oh, by the It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. The way I did check the laws on recording conversations, and I was totally allowed to record this call as only 11 states require two-party consent, and New York and Tennessee are not one of them. 
Okay, so I decided to err on the side of caution after speaking with an attorney. I was well within my rights to record the conversation. However, we both agreed that we do not trust Tennessee as far as we can throw them, and we don't trust the judges there, the magistrates, or anyone else. So long story short, when I spoke to Jacques Cabell, I simply wanted to know why he did not say he was sorry to Angie, why he did not say he was sorry to Gracie. I just wanted to know why he didn't even address the fact that they lost their brother. And he simply pauses on the phone with me and says, you know what? I just can't talk about that. I just can't talk about that. I ask him again and say, hey, you really seem like a nice, normal person. I really just want to know from a perspective of a father or you know, a brother, an uncle, whatever you are, how could you not offer any condolences? another cringy silence. And he says, I just can't tell you anything about this. And then we exchange pleasantries. And then I kind of felt like he wanted to say something more. Um, but you know, he didn't. And then we hung up. So anyway, uh, I replaced <laughs> the magistrate audio that I was going to play with what I just told you now. Now let's move on with the rest of the podcast. So that was magistrate Jacques Cabell. I did feel like he wanted to say something more to me. I, I couldn't really hear him and I'm a little mad at myself. I felt like I cut him off. But um, yeah, anyway, I really did commit to the phrase human being, you guys. I'm so cringy sometimes. But you know what I will say is Jacques Cabell did call me back. So, you know, that's more than I can say for Don Bandy. Um, that's more than I can say for Dr. Uh, Pinkston. So, I mean, I, I don't know if that makes me feel better, but I guess it does to an extent. But yeah, I guess it just makes me think that he is human and he does have a conscience, which is why he called me back. And maybe that's a guilty one. But anyway, I, I want to move on to the subject of autopsies in Tennessee and autopsy rules by state. So I was looking into this and I looked on the CDC website and it really seems like Tennessee is very loose on their autopsy policies. So there's this chart that they use and um, certain types of deaths are either marked with a D or an R. The D is stands for discretionary and the R stands for required. And in a lot of states, you know, it's like R, 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 R. Well, then you get to Tennessee and it's D, 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 D. Everything is discretionary, including most homicides, which I was like, what the hell? So basically what I gathered, and and this is after speaking to the Tennessee Medical Examiner's Office, I spoke to a woman on the phone, and I'll play part of my conversation with her after this. But what I gathered from this is that let's say it's a busy day in the ER or a busy day in the Emmy's office. Now, these doctors or these medical examiners most likely are going to listen to the word of law enforcement. So if law enforcement says, oh, yeah, this was an accident, case closed, you don't have to do anything, the Emmy is going to check a box and be like, great, that's one less thing for me to do today, right? I mean, that's much easier than saying, well, wait, let me look into this and and do extra work and do an autopsy, even though they said I don't need one. So that is my interpretation of this. You can interpret it another way if you'd like, and, and I'm open to hearing it. So I always say that. I'm open to listening. So please, if you interpret this another way, 
you know, send me an email, lauren at magicshack.com. But I'm going to play a part of my recording with the Emmy's office for you to hear. Well, by law, Tennessee does not require any death to undergo an autopsy. It is up to the county medical examiner in each county whether or not an autopsy gets performed. Okay. Uh, it depends on the type of accident. Uh, you generally, I mean, if it's a pretty, like a, for instance, usually a single vehicle motor vehicle, mm-hmm. if there's no suspicion of foul play, does not usually get an autopsy. More often than not, they'll get toxicology performed, usually by the Tennessee Highway Patrol or the law enforcement agency that's investigating. Okay. Um, A toxicology. Got it. Do toxicology independent of autopsy, but most do not, unless they use the state lab. Okay. What about a death? I mean, what about a death, a single car death? that was ruled an accident where someone was underneath their car. They were trapped underneath the car. Um, If there was was no suspicions of foul play, then likely there would not be an autopsy. Okay, got it. Um, And what what do you, I mean, in your opinion, like what do you think foul play would potentially be? Like what if he was trapped under the car, but none of the injuries match being trapped under a car? I would think that would... I mean, well, they're usually trapped under a car. Mm-hmm. More often than not, you're not, it's an asphyxial injury from mechanical suppression of being able to breathe. Mm-hmm. And you don't see a lot of injury from that. Okay. Um, I know so that the, the, the certain death. They might call it. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying I the, the death I'm just thinking about or referring to, it was ruled as. um. It was blunt force trauma to the back of the head, which caused a cardiac uh, failure or cardiac arrest. So it had nothing to do with breathing. Well, it may have caused cardiac arrhythmia or something. But, uh, you know, some of these doctors, the way they signed death certificates, just kind of, I, I do question that. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless the car fell on them and they had some crush injuries, I, more often than not to me, and, and that's just me. I don't know anything about this case. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> uh, more often than not, if you don't have crush injuries, then it's likely a mechanical asphyxia. Yeah, that that definitely I mean, was not – that was not even brought up at all. So it's interesting that um, – Well, it's going to be up to the doctor signing the death certificate. What they do is they put down their medical opinion. Yeah. And that's exactly what it is. It's a medical opinion as to how the death occurred. Some of them, uh, you know, I sometimes question, but this happens every day because I look at death certificates every day. Oh. And I question doctors in general because sometimes, you know, they put down hypertension due to lung cancer. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, blood pressure just because you've got lung cancer. You know? I mean, right. It's just, right. It's just nonsensical sometimes. Um, but, I mean, it's going to be ruled an accident no matter what. Right. Um, and it, it may be his his opinion that a, you know, if the person struck their head, it may have caused a cardiac arrest, but I, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate your input. And, and out of curiosity, do you happen to know in Sumner County, 
are are these rules? I mean, I assume they're for for all of Tennessee. They're they're equal or they're not equal. Or in Sumner County, is it even less so that you need an autopsy? No, uh-uh. Bucket Pinkston does autopsies when they're when he feels like they're necessary. Okay. But if he can certify the death certificate, and I mean, foul play would be if someone suspected, say, say somebody was under a car that was jacked up, mm-hmm. and somebody came along and knocked the jack out from underneath, right? Yeah. That would be considered possible foul play, unless it was maybe an accident that they hit it and didn't realize they hit it, et cetera, et cetera. You, you see what I mean? I do. By law, it is up to the county medical examiner. Right, right. And I, I believe and in this case it was... their own jurisdiction. And I yeah. believe, yeah, in this case, this this was uh, Dr. Ray Pinkston, who I've been trying to get in touch yeah, with. Dr. Pinkston. Yes. Um, yeah. I just, I'm trying to understand their reasoning behind, you know, me looking at, as a journalist, well, just looking at the records. Podcast, I, I, I would be very surprised if you speak with you. <laughs> I know, I know. I mean, he may talk to the family, but I doubt he's going to talk to you. I mean, yeah, no, I, I understand. I've actually spoken to more people than I expected to. Well, the family may want to try and reach out and speak with him. He may talk with them. Who? Who is that? He's a really nice person, and he's a good doctor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I've heard good things about him, which is why I thought I called the ER yesterday and he, um, you know, he wasn't there, but I'll, I'll try again today. So the, um, but thank you so much. I, I really appreciate your, your insight to this. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Now, wasn't that interesting. I mean, at the end, she was basically like, call Dr. Pinkston. He's so nice. He would love to speak with you. Blah, blah, blah. Well, honey, I've tried. I've tried twice. I left two messages. I understand he works in the ER and it's very busy, but I don't know. Come on. I'm, I'm sitting here waiting for you. If you're such a nice guy, I'd love to know. I'd love, love, love to know why they decided that Grant did not need an autopsy, even though his injuries did not match his body. It also made me realize that there is a larger issue in Tennessee. In New York, you need autopsies for basically everything. I'm just, I'm shocked that Tennessee is so loose about this policy. Now, the last thing I want to discuss today um, on this episode is an article that came out and this publication, it's so hard for me to say, Anglican Watch. I've, I've said it like three times to make sure I can say it on this podcast. But the end of this article, and they, they, you know, they go through the whole story that, that we unfortunately know. And at the end, they say, how can we help? How can we help as, as the public or whoever, whoever's reading? How can you help? I thought this paragraph was very important because it really, no one really has gone out and said, hey, FBI, anyone from the FBI, you guys have to step in here because clearly Tennessee is working very hard to cover this up. So again, the article depicts Grant and Gracie's story and also talks about um, another case in Nashville having to do with corruption and cover-ups in these Christian schools. So how can we help? Quote, 
Anglican Watch is formally asking federal law enforcement officials to step in. The local police investigation and reports were laughable, and local and state officials appear to be working together to prevent a meaningful investigation into Grant's death. Meanwhile, although Gracie now lives with her mother, both Gracie and her mother fear for their safety, and the courts have improperly labeled Dr. Solomon an abusive litigator and issued an injunction prohibiting her from filing any additional legal actions against her former husband. That, despite the fact local officials have confirmed that Gracie is being sexually abused by her father, quote, Yeah. So, oh, wait, sorry. I wanted to, I'm skipping through a bunch of uh, information where they, they share the freedom for Gracie website. I want to read just the last paragraph um, to you guys because it's, it's very powerful quote. And we will continue to report on this situation, including the results of our referral to federal law enforcement officials. Hopefully by working together, we can raise awareness of this horrific situation and help bring justice and hope to this family end quote. Yeah. So I love that article and I'm so glad that they brought this to the attention of the FBI. I have as well. And I know other people that, that have used their connections to do this as well. And I, I think that with everybody's help, everyone listening, everyone supporting this cause and Gracie and Angie, I think we can do this. So I appreciate everyone for listening, everyone who's donated to the GoFundMe, or even if you didn't donate, if you sign the petition for Justice for Grant, even that helps. So thank you all. And I'm going to have a bonus episode this week that I'll be releasing with body language expert Tanya Ryman. She's going to dissect Aaron Solomon's speech at Grant's funeral. So stay tuned for that. Um, That'll be out by Friday. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to The Corruption Podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.